Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Harry Styles made an appearance on the Howard Stern Show, right, Lori? That's right. He was on the Howard Stern Show on, I think it was Monday or Tuesday. Finally got a chance to listen to it today. Mm-hmm. Driving across town to get my fuzzy eyebrows done. <laughs> it had been so long, Julia, maybe November. Oh, I'm years in the making. Leah, my uh, our, mm-hmm. the eyebrow guru, and she said, Cosby, and she's like, well, it's a good thing all that Fine, fine eyebrow hair is blonde. Oh, 100%. She was just like, I was like, wow, it must be a minefield of uh, fuzzy eyebrow hairs, you know? (laughs) But uh, so I had got a chance to listen to it. And first of all, let's get to what Harry was wearing. Um, I thought Robin was going to faint. She was so excited to meet him. He had a pair of green pants on and then a nice sweatshirt with a... Grandma Coastal, one of those Peter Pan collars with a scalloped edge and a pearl necklace. Lovely. Lovely. Just a lovely blouse. And he talked with Howard about everything from being the inspiration, uh, a muse of Taylor Swift uh, songs, Mm -hmm. and to getting robbed on holiday, to kind of talking about his process. He did play some... Songs he covered, Sledgehammer, the Peter Gabriel song. I, lo- I just he had his band. I just re-listened to So that entire album. Yeah, because there's a great, great Kate Bush and Peter Gabriel song, Don't yeah. Give Up. Uh huh. That is a great album. I know my brother loves Peter Gabriel. So do I. I yeah. haven't listened in so long. So long. So he did Sledgehammer. He played Adore You, and so he did a lot. So he thinks that here's what he said when Stern asked his thoughts about people writing songs about him. Harry said, I think it's like flattering, even if the song isn't that flattering. You still spent time on it, and ultimately, using Taylor as an example, she's a great songwriter, so they're good songs. I love it. And to refresh your memory, Harry and Taylor dated for several months back in 2012, and, and were caught pushing a stroller in Central it Park. Was so bad. And then they went on a brief um, holiday to an island and yes. broke up. Yeah, they broke up. And Harry's. We were excited for that couple when it way yeah. back in the day. Harry's song, Two Ghosts, off of his self titled solo album, is believed to be a direct response to her style um, song because of the lyrics same lips, red, same eyes, blue, same white t shirt, a couple more tattoos. And that's what Harry sings. And Taylor sang in her song, 
style. I got that red lip classic thing. You like, you got that long hair slip back, white t-shirt, you know. So that's kind of fun. Kind of fun. Um, he's not on any bell. He's not on any apps as far as dating. He's dating Olivia Wilde and he talked about it. He did, but we have that. The, oh, okay. He would like to be married one day. It's definitely what he wants to do. He recalls the night he was uh, robbed on Valentine's Day. That is a true story. He was walking in the UK. Yeah, walking mm-hmm. home, and these guys. And he doesn't condemn Zayn Malik for being the first to leave One Direction. He said, "I don't know if I could say it's something he shouldn't have done. I just didn't feel that way, so it's hard for me to condemn it because I don't, especially in hindsight." God, last, he answered that perfectly. He did. Mm-hmm. The last thing that I would have wanted for him is to stay there if he didn't want to be there. Wow. And um, he talked about, this is how he talked about Olivia Wilde. He talked Mm -hmm. about it in a roundabout way. Mm -hmm. So Howard is going on and on about how he's like, I fell in love with everybody when I made my movie Private Parts. There's just something so intoxicating about being on a movie set. This is Howard Stern. He said, you met your present girlfriend Olivia Wilde, she was directing you in a movie, and you are in love. Clearly from this, I can see this is real love. When you write a song like this about your girlfriend, do you take it to her and say, listen to this, baby, I write this about you. How do you present to her? Because the song Cinema, which is on Harry's album. The new one? Yes, it has a very explicit line. If you're getting yourself wet for me, I guess you're all mine. And, of course, Howard zoned in on that. Of course. As you would. Uh-huh. And Eric <laughs> yes. said, when I write songs, they just kind of start out, I guess, mine. I think it's important to write from what you're going through at the time. I guess it's like the most you can kind of capture a moment is kind of being true to that. And then he said it was a lovely experience being directed by someone he trusted. So he didn't say anything about Olivia Wilde that, you know what I mean? He does not, he has spoken about his desire to keep his personal relationship. Some of Harry's fans thought that Howard was being kind of rude because Howard then was like, listen, I mean, it's the easiest place to fall in love. You fell in love on a movie set. Yeah, he was relating to it. And he said, oh, wow, how to answer this experience. I had a wonderful, how to answer this question and a wonderful experience being directed by Olivia. I think there's something... Uh, acting is kind of uncomfortable. I think you have to trust a lot. And it was a gift. And it was a nice experience. That's all he said. And people are reporting Mm -hmm. that he is slowly getting to know the children. Daisy, who's five, Mm -hmm. and the other one who's Oscar, I think, is seven. Yeah, I'd go real, real slow on that one. He did talk about his friendship with Stevie Nicks. Yeah. So we do have a little of that audio for you play your music for to get a vibe from is stevie nicks right i mean i'm reading about uh, I, play, I played the new album yeah uh, when it was finished how does that work you finish an album and you mm. call up stevie nicks who i know you're close to right mm. she was in london there was some fleetwood mac shows in london and she wakes up pretty late and she wanted to go to dinner one of the nights so i took her to this little indian restaurant near my house can you believe and, that, um, that your life has become that you can go to dinner with Stevie it was, Nicks? It was pretty crazy. She's probably one of the greatest songwriters that right, ever lived, right? exactly. Yeah. So I just kind of finished the record, and then she said, oh, I want to come hear the album. And she was with, like, all her ladies that she's kind She's of got a witch's coven, I assume. Yeah, a little witch's yeah, coven, yeah. coven, yeah. And, and then they all came back to the house. To your house? Used to, yeah, to my house. Yeah. And I played them the album. And they're so used to, like, living nocturnally. They, you know, they wake up really late, and then... 
they kind of live through the night because they're you know witches right and uh so it's, getting, so it's getting to like 3 a.m playing the <laughs> playing the album i'm like i'm kind of tired right and they're like right in their prime you know they're really like oh this is like daytime for us what is that i mean how does somebody stay up that late especially you know at her i don't age, know how is she pulling that off i don't know they left at like six i remember them walking outside to get a to get a car and the sun had come up they're like vampires and i was like i'm exhausted and she's 70 you know so why right. are you looking so confused right no i'm i'm just you're, you said the three ladies and i was just still trying to figure out who the three oh, the ladies. witches he, oh. she, stevie nicks has a posse of women okay are, i just when didn't I met know her way back when in the 80s i mean she came in with Three women and her brother, and they were all kind of dressed identical. Oh, funny. Sir Posse. But anyway, so, yeah. He's delightful. Isn't he? he yeah, is he really delightful. is. He also, they talked about, uh, um, uh, he wanted his solo career to be, um, to take a different direction than One Direction. And he said, I don't want to make fun music. I just didn't want, I just wanted to go in a different way. And this tour of his, um, people are like all excited about the Love on Tour, but I don't know if it's coming here, if it's feel, a European thing. Well, I feel like it's a European mm. leg of his current tour. Yeah. He doesn't have any plans to do a thing with Adele. He said, listen, I think uh, we were we were in Anguilla together in January, and whenever people see two musicians hang out, they think we're either must be dating or recording. Exactly. And exactly. Just friends. Okay. And he did um, reiterate to Howard, because Howard brought up that Rolling Stone story about were you doing, you know, magic mushrooms, which I haven't heard them called magic mushrooms, only like Howard Stern. Well, we would, because that's what they were. Yeah, Yeah, magic magic mushrooms. mushrooms. And people just say shrooms now, but like Howard is like going way Way back. And, And he said, is that true that you were doing the magic mushrooms when you were recording your album Fine Line? You told Rolling Stone that, and he said, Howard, I accidentally bit off the tip of my tongue. <gasps> I was so high, I jumped out the window and hit my chin on my <gasps> knee and bit the end of my tongue off. Okay, that's scary. But it didn't stop him from recording. He said the blood was just gushing out of my mouth, oh and it was like God. slow-mo. And so, okay. Oh, so wow. he talked about that, and, uh, you know, he said uh, he does talk to the lads in one direction. Okay. Talked about therapy. He's got an LA-based therapy. Uh, he doesn't have one in London. Sometimes he checks in on over the phone, but he really kept it very um, to the music he's got great, about him. He's yeah, got he's, great manners. Yeah. And Robin asked him about his fashion, and Howard goes, "Does that mean like when you wear one of your see-through blouses at an event?" <laughs> okay, that's hysterical because he does. And what did he say? Did he laugh? Because that's yes. funny. Yeah, he yeah. said, I, yeah, I, I like having fun with fashion. And I guess that does sometimes yeah. mean I like to wear a blouse. I love it. He says everything perfect. Like, it just, he, he knows, like you said, the manners. Like, he's got yep. great manners. Yeah. He knows how to handle every situation beautifully without creating controversy. Yeah. He's just a gentle People, soul. I'm, the Harry stands, though, they want him to break up with Olivia Wilde. Oh, they don't, don't like that she's 10 years I older. Love I love it. They don't like it. They do, do not like Olivia Wilde. Oh, she's oh, a... Oh, I love it. I, I love know, her. But they, don't like, they don't like her. They are sincerely hoping... I wouldn't be surprised if people are 
you know, um, actively doing spells to try and get those two to break up. Oh, bummer. I know it, but that's just, I'm just reporting what yeah. I know from the couple of stands in it this building. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, listen, we'll be right back with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hi, Holly. Hey, Julia. Hello. What do you got for us? Hello, Lori. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's start with a little Broadway news. Please. Justin Timberlake could be making his Broadway debut as Professor Harold Hill in The Music Man. Do they want to sell tickets or not? Because... He can Hugh sing, Jackman. though. Well, come, wait. Hugh Jackman is who he, he would be replacing, right? Well, Hugh wants to do other things. Um, it's got nothing to do with anything, Julia. I'm just posing the question. Can JT sell tickets on I Broadway? Think I would say yes. Okay. Well, Justin Timberlake would be making his Broadway debut, replacing Hugh Jackman in The Music Man. Hugh Jackman's uh, last uh, day playing Harold Hill in The Music Man. It's going to end later this year, and so producers are eyeing, according to Page Six, Justin Timberlake to be his replacement. It's an interesting choice for a first launch. Oh, sure. Because it's kind of a an older... Although I went and saw it, you know, recently yeah. at Chanhassen and, and absolutely loved it. Right, right. Yeah, and, you know, the role of Professor Harold Hill is almost like a... a Talking, singing, it's a very yes. its a very distinct and idiosyncratic role. Yes, yeah. it is. There's yeah. trouble right here in River City. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. th- that starts with a capital uh-huh. T, T, that rhymes with P, P, that stands for pool. That's it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it had been a long time coming for the music, man. It got delayed several years by the pandemic. And uh, by all means, it seems like Hugh Jackman has had a very successful run in that show. And uh-huh. Sutton Foster. And so Sutton Foster. Fabulous. Yeah, so it seems like Sutton Foster might remain in her role, but not sure on that. Now, uh, nobody's commenting on this, neither the producers of The Music Man nor Justin Timberlake. Right now, he's being supportive husband to his wife, Jessica Biel, who's currently starring in the limited series Candy. And he's in the last, he's in episode four and five as the deputy sheriff. Well, is he any good? Uh, Yeah. Sergeant Diffie with his fake mustache. Or no, I think the mustache was real and the belly was fake. Well, you know, you gotta, yeah. you gotta, right. <laughs> can't be all real. Um, let's go to Jennifer Lopez. We're getting a, a new trailer for her Netflix documentary called Halftime. And one of the things we're learning is that Jennifer Lopez got very upset as she was not nominated for an Oscar for her film Hustlers. I knew it. Okay, I'm just it gonna. Was the though. biggest diss. No, it I, was the biggest. Okay, Lori diss. never even saw it. I did too see it. Oh, there way after the fact. Doesn't matter. I saw it, and she should have been nominated when you think. Of, uh, she got robbed. People looked down their nose at J-Lo. I'm glad you cried on camera for us. Julia? I knew it bothered her. Oh, of course it bothered her. So this whole halftime thing is old footage that they've made into a movie that they're showing at the Tribeca Film Festival, correct? Julia, all footage for documentaries is old <laughs> footage from something that previously happened. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. <laughs> Just to correct you on the obvious there. Very Thanks. true on all accounts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yes, this is old footage from the past assembled in a new documentary called <laughs> Halftime. And this is chronicling Jennifer Lopez's life surrounding her Super Bowl halftime performance that she did a couple of years ago with Shakira. And, yeah, there is footage of her visibly upset that she did not receive an Oscar nomination for Hustlers. She got nominated for everything but an Oscar. Sag. Golden Globe, BAFTA. I mean, it was so... I think that, yeah, she was treated unfairly, and I thought that was a real snub. And I would have had my feelings would have been hurt. I My feelings were hurt for her. We know. Yeah. <laughs> so that year, the Oscar went to Renee Zellweger for her role as Judy Garland in Judy, and then Best Supporting Actress was Laura Dern in Marriage Story. Just oh, putting it into context. We hated that movie. I'd much oh. rather it would have been J-Lo for Hustlers. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, oh, Marriage Story. That I was one depressing. Oh, Mommy Lauren- and Daddy fighting. Laura Dern was, was Laura the, Wasser. She was the, she was the best. She was the best she thing was in good. the movie. Well, so at least she, yeah, yeah. That, I never even, I could not bring go, yourself to watch I, it. No, no, I just was like, yeah. It was I, horrible. It was horrible. Two hours of mommy and daddy fighting. horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's stick in the world of movies. The Cannes Film Festival underway. Tom Cruise's Top Gun Maverick making its debut, receiving a five-minute standing ovation at Cannes. How about that they had eight fighter jets? They, they are pouring the money they into this promotion. They are pouring the money into, call yeah. the Croset, the Cruzette. Listen, this hit, <laughs> this thing hit the books two years ago, you know, for how much it costs to make, because it's yeah. been made for so long. Yeah, so now has. they had a little extra marketing budget. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it's going to do gangbusters, though. I really do. Uh, totally with you, Julia, because mm-hmm. by all means, the reviews for Top Gun Maverick uh, seem to be very good. Yeah. I've seen yep. reports from critics saying that this is better than the original movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Variety is calling this premiere an extravaganza. And Tom Cruise also received a surprise Palm d'Or. Yeah. He said in Variety reporting that he genuinely seemed to be taken off guard by this. Now, then he received another standing ovation, uh, making some remarks about the movie. Yeah. Yeah. He does the hard over the hand thing. And now he did a whole hour where I guess yesterday his Q and A with no Q or A. He just like went on for a whole hour extolling without barely taking a breath. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is this is why Tom Cruise is alive, because he gets to be in full movie star mode right now. He's good good at at it. it. He excels in this. Yes. Yeah. Now, during a masterclass at the Cannes Film Festival, Tom Cruise had a message for people questioning why he risks his life to do his own stunts. And his (laughs) reply was, no one asked Gene Kelly, why do you dance? Yeah. Yeah, that that little, that, little, that, little that felt a little <laughs> wrong to me. And everyone said, "Who's Gene Kelly?" Right? Oh no! Please don't say that. No, Go we down. love Gene Kelly. Xanadu. We 
re- sing in the rain. Xanadu? I'm just kidding, but I mean, we love <laughs> no, Gene Kelly, but I think for a lot of people, it's a funny reference. No, I know. I'm just I'm just giving you a hard time mm-hmm. there. I mean, Xanadu, Electric Light or- Orchestra, Disco, oh. Roller Skating I hated rinks. that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, I hated it. It's very campy. It yeah, is it very is. campy. <laughs> um, let's go to Lady Gaga and her beauty brand house laboratories. It launched in 2019 exclusively on Amazon, and then apparently nobody bought any of it. Nothing. Nothing. She's going to relaunch. Nothing. Nothing. It was such a weird partnership. Lady Gaga's makeup and Amazon made zero sense. First of all, makeup is more of a tactile thing, and you want to be able to see it in a store and feel it and touch it. I don't... I don't, it never made sense that it wasn't a department store, a Sephora, or an altar, something, or anything. Some brick-and-mortar presence. Yeah, so Lady Gaga's House Laboratories is going to relaunch somewhere. Some saying that maybe perhaps it's going to be Sephora. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're rearranging the kitchen a little bit to see if anybody wants to buy any of this. Well, Sephora's are in Kohl's now. Yeah. You know, after the JCPenney's mm-hmm. have kind of a limited run. Mm-hmm. So you can find Sephora and Kohl's. Yeah, no, that that didn't ever... We were like... And, we looked at it and we talked about it and then we never bothered to like shop it because we couldn't... You do, makeup you want to touch. Yeah, you want to feel it. Oh, okay. yeah, absolutely. Well, right, thanks, Ellie. You're welcome. In honor of Tom Cruise having it be a cruise-a-palooza at the Cannes Film Festival and being back at this... Uh, prestigious film festival um for the first time in 30 years the last time he was there he was with nicole kidman and they were promoting far and away oh and at this point in time at this point in time tom cruise is you know the highest ranking member of scientology and his name is synonymous with Scientology for everybody. And he's defended the church many, many, many times. Um, Don't be glib, Matt. Don't be glib. Don't be glib. Seth Rogen, (laughs) in his memoir, Yearbook, recounted a story when he and Judd Apatow met with Tom Cruise about a project and Cruise attempted to talk them into trying out Scientology. So I thought, I wonder who who in Hollywood has left Scientology and who is still in it. It, Mm. it, Will I be able to find this out? So here are here are some uh, people that maybe we didn't know. So that are still in dabbling or in. Well, let's start with Mimi Rogers, who right now is uh, in Bosch against opposite Titus. Welliver, she plays the lawyer Honey Chandler. Love the name. Love that name. Mm-hmm. And we always knew that Tom Cruise uh, was introduced to Scientology by Mimi Rogers. She was 36 to his 24. When they, they got married. When they got married. And Mimi Rogers' father was a friend of L. Ron Hubbard. So okay. she became a Scientologist at a very young age. And Tom... When he married her, he started the auditing and started taking yeah. the classes. And so he, w- she was the reason he became a 100%. Scientologist in the first place. However, after he fell in love on Thunder, Days of Thunder, Days of Thunder he fell in love with his co star, Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman. He dumps Mimi Rogers. Oh. And mm-hmm. Mimi Rogers leaves Scientology. Mm hmm. Oh, oh! Okay. We knew that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she left yeah. Scientology yeah. and is like estranged or whatever from her family. Uh, that, but she's never really spoken about it. No, at all. Even though I'm sure people have tried to 
entice her into doing a book or whatever. I wish they'd do it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Now, Christopher <laughs> Reeve was a Scientologist. He was? Oh, I didn't know that. He revealed in his memoir that he took, he did auditing. Sure. He took Scientology courses. He said that, but he writes in his memoir, he had one class that he graduated to that completely devalued his faith in the process. The class was supposed to bring up memories of past lives. But Christopher Reeve was just like, what are you talking about? So he basically retold a story from Greek mythology and passed it off as his own past life experience. And in in his words, got away with the blatant fabrication that everybody believed and bought. And he was like, I wonder how many other people are doing this. Okay. Good for him for kind of testing the system. Yeah. So and he, then he left. And he left. Mm-hmm. Um, Giovanni Rabisi, who is starring as Joseph Bonanno in The Offer on Paramount Plus. He's playing the mobster guy in okay. New York. Yeah. He was raised by Scientology parents. So he's been a Scientologist since he was born. Oh, wow. And when asked about it, he told the Jim and Sam show, it's a personal thing. It's something that works for me. And I think it's just that simple. And Beck was married to Giovanni Rabisi's sister, Marissa, who also, like her brother, was born into Scientology. Yes. His relationship, Beck's relationship with Scientology has been a bit contradictory if you go by what he said. Beck's father was a Scientologist. So Beck married into Scientology, but was raised in Scientology. Yes. His okay. father was a Scientologist. And when he married Giovanni Rabisi's twin sister, Marissa, she's an active member of the church. And he said during that time he was a Scientologist. But when he got divorced about four years ago from Marissa Rabisi, he gave an interview and he said, there's a misconception. I'm a Scientologist. I'm not a Scientologist. I don't have any connections or affiliation with it. So maybe he was just keeping up appearances since his wife was one. His mom wasn't a Scientologist, so it might have been one of these things where the dad just did. Finally died. And yeah. Could be come out, I guess. And I maybe know, he left it around there. Right? So we don't really know, you know, about him. Now, this guy I didn't know was ever a Scientologist. The author, Neil Gaiman, uh, Good Omens, lots of, he's written a ton of books. He's had stuff that's uh, come to TV, but he grew up in a Scientology household. And his father was the British spokesperson for Scientology in the UK. And it's been reported that Neil's ex-wife and sisters are members. However, Neil has outright denied that he is a Scientologist so maybe that he never practiced it, but was just grew up surrounded by it. In any case, he escaped Scientology, as many who grow up with parents in the church don't usually get out of it. They don't. Yeah. Right. So um, this is also another one. William S. Burroughs. So he's a member, an author, the Beat Generation. He wrote the book Naked Lunch. Yeah. He... Um, uh, his involvement with Scientology is an interesting one. He joined the church all the way back in the 1960s when it wasn't a church, um, about a decade after L. Ron Hubbard published Dianetics. Okay. And he grew disillusioned and even published his own book in 1971 called Allie's Smile, Naked Scientology. The book and William Burroughs' public comments 
accused Scientology of using authoritarian tactics to control its members and even compared it to the CIA in its secrecy. Well, that they they would do that, and yeah. they would harass. I mean, there was such there was like a I I can't think of a better word. All right, the what's the, like the inside CIA or like what the inside of a of a I, I'm liking it to like the SS Corps with the Nazis or someone some extreme area within an organization yes. that is charged with doing all punishment the fact finding and, and punishment yeah. and well, following and harassment and everything. I mean, I forget that insight called what it was called with Scientology. Well, they're called uh, I can't remember, but Leah Remini, of course, right. is the most outspoken former Scientologist. She's published a book and her Emmy winning docu series about her escape from the church, which she calls always a cult and it is it's ridiculous mm-hmm. that it has tax exempt status when it does what it does but right. um um of course you know nicole kidman and katie holmes they got out of scientology when they left tom cruise yep um tom tom john travolta is still in yeah yeah he's he's uh there were reports back in 2009 um that he had left Scientology, but his wife was Kelly Preston was very much into it, and he was introduced to Scientology back in '75 by one of his co-stars on a movie called The Devil's Reign mm-hmm. when he was a young actor. And um, um, of course, Katie Holmes was a Scientology, uh, you know, practitioner until she escaped from Tom Cruise mm-hmm. with burner phones and her and secret laptops and her father got her out of that marriage in 11 days 11 days and juliet lewis in 2010 juliet lewis juliet lewis spoke with vanny fair about scientology and said you know her father and mother were scientologists so she was born into scientology like elizabeth moss and she's still affiliated but you never find her talking about it but back when she dated brad pitt he, they were trying to, to get, get him, him into it, and I can't, apparently he took a couple of classes. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. was it. And Elizabeth Moss, she just recently spoke about it with the New Yorker, and she said Scientology is misunderstood and wrongly perceived, but she doesn't know any better. This is she was born into it, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's still in it. Uh, and uh, Jerry Seinfeld was never officially a member of Scientology. We told Mark uh, Marin that he did take a ca- uh, course way back in 1975, and he didn't. He didn't. He found it interesting, but that was it. He did mm-hmm. never want to go back. I would love to hear his thoughts. Uh, and it was kind of like the in thing, though, because there was an upper edge at one time. If you were young and upcoming actor. In L.A., they, they would open they doors. Would, yeah. They had they, connections. They had connections. Yeah. They had stuff. So, but it's really, you know, Jenna Elfman, Kirstie Alley, John Travolta, and Tom Cruise are about the most well-known. Yes. Uh, Scientology. I mean, even Jason Lee left, you know. The, yeah, that was. Remember, that, he yes. left. And, um, so, uh, that, that, and Nancy Cartwright, who's the voice of Bart Simpson. Yes. She's been an avid Scientologist for decades. And of course, Danny Masterson, who was going to come up for trial, um, for sexual assault is, is still in good standing mm-hmm. with the church. So I just thought, yeah, there's a lot, not too many people really are in it.
anymore. Not really, Mm-mm. and I think they have a hard time, but Tom Cruise is on top of the world with his name is synonymous with it, Scientology, it really is. which is why it can never be brought up at any of his things. Right. And he talks like a Scientologist when he gets a microphone. And he can't be questioned anything. You can't ask a personal question. That's right. Mm-hmm. Or Lord. Gene Kelly will be referenced. All right, listen, we'll be right back. All right, if you have no plans for tonight and want to stop by Lush, Lori and I are going to be there uh, along with Stephanie Hansen and and Kurt and Ellie Johnson. And we are going to be, it's kind of like a big party for the Barons, the book that Kurt and Ellie wrote together. If you mm-hmm. want to listen to Kurt, we interviewed him earlier last week, mid last week. Last and it's Thursday. it's on the Lori and Julia book club page. You can Google it or listen to the podcast. Um, so that's tonight at 7 at Lush. If you're out and about, we'd love to see you. And um, we have to give a shout out, Lori, to... Um, did you love Lou Rawls music? You'll never, never find. Bum, bum, bum. Do we have a song, Grant, a Lou Rawls song? Yeah, I've got, the, I've got Groovy People. This one kind of struck me the best here. All right. I don't know that I even know this song. I don't know. I always think of You'll Never Find. I'll grab that one for you guys, too, here. And Lady Well, John Brown is going to be remembering the legend Lou Rawl this Friday evening at the Chanhassen Fireside Stage. You know, Chanhassen does all these tributes. Yes. And this guy, John Brown, he's going to have a big 12-member band and horns and orchestra and everything. So that's going to be... And he's got a beautiful voice that kind of uh, really... Sounds like Lou Rawls. Yeah. yeah so if it. you want to go down memory lane, that is going to be this Friday night. Here's our, here's our song. Yeah, I love the big, the band sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is this Friday night. Shout out to Chan Hassan. How about Lizzo getting a documentary treatment on HBO? I just... She is... She's... This is so exciting. And She's so, a hot topic right now. I know. Yeah, she is. HBO Max said, every once in a while, an artist changes not only music, but culture as well. Lizzo has done both. And so they're going to uh, do a documentary sharing the inspirational story yeah, of her humble beginnings. Her, story. her meaty, you know, mm-hmm. her rise and an ultimate look at the moments that shaped her hard-earned rise to fame, success, love, and international stardom. I love this. Yeah, they've... So, They've done a really good job lately since, like, the pandemic with these documentaries that we've been getting. You know, it all started with the Michael Jordan one, The Last Dance, and whoever's, like, the hot topic, whoever picks it up, they do, it's just kind of a fun, we've always liked biographies, but I feel like the ones lately, like the Beatles one, they've just been really good. Yeah, did anyone look at the trailer for She-Hulk? What is that? What is that? She-Hulk attorney at law, Tatiana Maslany from... um, Remember her? Black Orchid, or what was the... She had the 23 uh, different personalities or whatever. What What was she in? I heard Jason and Alexis talking about this. Yeah. I can't think of it. I can't think of it either. Um, Something Orchid, or... Yeah, that was a great show. But uh, Tatiana is in it, and the trailer, I think, just posted... the CGI on that is like, um, right, like at a cat's level. It's oh, pretty bad. No. And this is on Disney. Oh, oh dear. no. Yeah, that's She-Hulk, not good. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. It's it's the newest Marvel show. Yeah. She-Hulk. She's a successful L.A. attorney who's cousins with the Hulk. Bruce Banner, played by Mark Ruffalo. Then she gets involved in the field of superhuman law and somehow get some Green Hulk <laughs> transformation powers of her own. Okay. The trailer shows Miss Walters 
She-Hulk feet dragging through her two-inch kitten heels like a drag queen on the last number of the night. Oh. I don't know that that, nothing in there, but She-Hulk attorney at law, mm-hmm. this is weird. It doesn't feel like it goes together. It's like we're mixing Marvel with a little... Yes. Yes. <laughs> what it a weird combination. So yeah, it's so odd. And when you see it, I'm like, Tatiana, you're such a good actress. Why are you doing this? I'll Lori, get it up on the show page for us. I'll okay. put it up there right now for us. Oh, so oh, you gosh. can check it out on your Lori, own. Lori, here's what I can't believe you haven't told me about yet today. Because tonight is the series premiere of Love Struck High. Do you even know what I I'm talking about? I don't even about? know about Love Struck It's a reality High. show hosted by Lindsay Lohan. On Amazon, where British singles are put in a high school setting for a semester to compete for a $100,000 prize and to be named prom king and queen. I like it. Love struck high tonight on Amazon. I just want to see what what Lindsay Lowen, as we say it, Lowen is is doing. I just, I'm interested. For a second. Yeah. You watch it. And you watch a grand report. Okay. Yeah. I'll check it out tonight. Check it out. I have a feeling it's going to be, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I feel burned because I watched Lindsay Lohan Beach Club. On oh. You really, you I watched a reality one. show on Oxygen. I had Lindsay. Um, on own even. Yeah. She had a, she, yeah. And, you, and, and, and I wasn't, a, I wasn't a fan. There wasn't anything there, there. But maybe she's Look more like a there, judge. Where there? Yeah. No, I don't more know. Of a judge situation. She was the main character in these other two shows, and it just... remember how disappointing you were because oh. she didn't even own the beach clubs oh. and she had nothing to do with them, but she'd show up there and with film camp. Girl. Yeah, and it was like uh, very Vanderpump Rules, but without all half of the excitement. Right. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's tonight. It's Beverly, Beverly Hills. Hills tonight. It's back. second episode. I all watched right. the final. Reunion with New Jersey. How was it? It was good. Uh, Teresa is clueless, and that thing with Louis is going to be a disaster. Are you sure? Oh yeah. Did uh, was there something with like um, Andy Cohen like telling everybody to shut up oh, or something? He did. He lost it. He's apologizing I, today for that. Yeah, it was really like the camera immediately went to everybody. He just like remember he's got um, two children now, and yeah. he's used like I think he's like walks he's- a tighter wire. Than usual. I love and, how you say that because uh-huh. it's the truth. It's the truth. Uh-huh. And he had all these screaming adults and Teresa is such a blockhead. He just like almost had a temper tantrum. He bent <laughs> wow. over, screwed up his fist, hit his leg and screamed at the top of his lungs. Would everyone bleep and shut the bleep up? Whoa. Really? Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. He lost his cool. A little bit. All right. Well, and the Bravo wink showed everybody just going, oh my God. <laughs> everybody like, wow. Wow. All right. Well, everyone have a great night. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Have fun tonight, guys. Job done. Off you go.